Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is transitioning from life to death. Yes, death is a natural process of life. Inevitably, we all have to die. Now, a lot of people who know that their time is imminent, they know that they're getting ready to transition from the physical realm into the spiritual world. A lot of people who are going through this process understand that the time is near. So because of that, they want to make the transition as smooth as possible. They don't want to still hold on to a lot of things that were hindering their progress, a lot of things that were causing them to suffer, a lot of things that caused division and separation with other people in their lives. They want to be able to just have closure. They want to be able to just clean the slate and have a new beginning, so to speak, letting go everything that no longer serves them things that really don't matter and it didn't matter in the first place some of those things but because of the ego because of pride because of misunderstanding lack of maturity maybe because of selfishness or other reasons they were holding on to those things now once you're given a diagnosis that you're dying that this is it that you're getting ready to transition. Or you're not given a diagnosis, but you understand that the time is going to come. Whether you are a elderly person, right? And you know that 70, 80, 90, yeah, it's time. Or you are a conscious person, a spiritual person, and you understand that at any given moment, this physical life can end. So you just want to be prepared. You want to transition. Now, transition doesn't have to happen only in immediate death. Like someone is going to die, they have six months to live, they have three months to live. No, transition into death can happen at any time. At any time. People could start thinking about preparing for their transition at any time during their life cycle. It doesn't have to be when you are terminally ill or when you are suicidal or when you are depressed. It doesn't have to occur at those times. Transition from life to death can happen at any time. Any time that you choose to focus on living your best life in preparation to be able to have the next life. Okay, so let's go ahead on and start with just facing the reality, you know, just facing the reality of your life. All right, just facing the reality of your life. Now, people constantly do a life review or a life assessment. They kind of look at what happened in their life path, doing their life journey, whether they're 20 years old, they're 50, they're 70, they're 90, they're 100, it doesn't matter. Okay, when a person is preparing for their transition, no matter what time or when it happens, 
they usually do life reviews and life assessments. You know, they do that periodically to make sure that they're doing the right thing, that they're on the right path, that they're having the life experience that they want. So just a check and balance system, all right? They're trying to find out if they are deficient in any area, they're lacking in any area, or they're exaggerating in other areas, or they're focusing too much on certain areas, or their priorities may not be in place. So all these things are taking place when you do a life assessment. You're facing your life's reality. Now, this is to help people stay balanced in an alignment with their life purpose. Because sometimes we get so caught up in doing what it is that we're doing to survive the moment, whether it be physically survive the moment, maybe we live in a hostile environment, maybe we're trying to financially survive the moment because we live in poverty or we're living from paycheck to paycheck or we are experiencing financial instability. Maybe it's an emotional challenge that we're facing. Maybe mentally we have to try to make sure that we don't lose our mind, that we stay focused on what's really important and not let our minds drift away to thinking about things that really don't serve us, right? So we have to periodically do these assessments to make sure that we're living the life that we want to live, right? Because a lot of people get caught up because we're here for a reason. We're here in this physical reality, in this physical world to have an experience. And we have to be the one to determine what experience that we want to have. What experience we want to have. And once we decide the experience that we want to have, then we go ahead on and make sure that we are in alignment with that experience. Once we identify our purpose, then we align ourselves to that purpose by making the life choices and life decisions that we need to make to get back on track. So this is the reality check that we have to do from time to time. Some people do it every week. Some people do it at the end of the day. Some people do it once a month. Some people do it every three months. Some people do it every six months. Normally people do that once a year. Usually at the beginning of the year, we have the new year resolutions where people promise that they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. But unfortunately, they don't follow up on it, okay? There's not a two month follow up. It's not a three months follow up or half you know a year follow-up they wait until a whole year go by before they realize that they're not keeping track of their progress the what it is that they want to accomplish so when you live when you have mindfulness you're mindful mindfully aware of what it is that you're trying to do so you want to make sure that you align yourself to that right so when you're transitioning from life to death, you know that you don't want to take this life for granted. You don't want to take people in your life for granted. You don't want to take opportunities for granted. So you want to make sure that you are doing exactly what you want to do. Now, sometimes you may not be able to orchestrate and coordinate and have everything perfectly the way you want it, but at least you're willing to accept what it is that you have and you're willing to accept where you are in this life. You're not just going through the motions. You're not disconnected and detached from your reality. Because sometimes people are just on autopilot. They're just going and going and going. They're not really understanding what's happening to them. What's going on in their lives. 
you know, how they're reacting or responding to what's going on in their life, how they're being affected by what's going on in life. Sometimes people are not really thinking at all. They're just going and going and going. So when you do that life assessment, that facing your reality, that pretty much kind of help you understand what it is that you need to do, right? So when you're thinking about transitioning from life to death, that is always at the forefront of your mind. If I die today, if I die tomorrow, will I be content with the life that I lived? Will I be satisfied with the things that I've done? Will I be okay with the way that I dealt with my life, with the way that I treated other people? Will I be okay with that? Or will I experience shame and guilt and just sadness and depression because I wasn't happy with the way I lived my life? Okay, so that's basically what it is. Facing your reality is just keeping you in check. When you are living mindfully, okay, you have mindfulness, you're always aware of the life that you're living. You're consciously aware what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing, how you're treating other people, how you're responding to everything around you, because you know that you have a purpose here, that you know that this life is temporary and you're not going to think that, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. Oh, I'll fix it the next day. Okay, I have time because you are mindfully aware, consciously aware that you may not have that time. So you try your best to do everything that you can do within the time period given to you. So you don't live with regret. And if you did make a mistake, if you did do something that you're not too happy with, you're in the position to fix it. If you can. At least you know that you don't want to repeat it again and you make a conscious effort not to repeat it again. Okay. Now, when you're living this way, always mindful that you're transitioning from life to death because death is not something that just happened. Death is something that's always there. It's coming. It's always around. It's always present. Death is part of life. <laughs> so as long as you live, death is right there. Any minute, any second, you know, you can make that transition from life to death because it's always there. It's not something that's coming. That's something that's always there. It's just a matter of that awareness like, hey, it hits you. That it's, 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 it's activated at that time. Right? It takes a split second for death to be activated. So you always know that you are in transition from life to death. Right. So now once you recognize that something is not right in your life, you recognize that there are flaws and vice and weakness or insecurities and fears and worries, all the stuff that you don't want. You realize now you have to develop a plan for you to go ahead on and uh, clear it. You realize that there is a plan. There is a plan in place for you to clear it. You do not want to live that type of life. So you're going to do what it takes to make the changes that you need to make. Now, for the people who are facing immediate death, imminent death, they know that death is coming soon because maybe they've been given a diagnosis of, you know, of cancer or some type of incurable disease and they do have a limited amount of time. Now, these people really want to focus on that detoxification. They really want to go in that place 
in their minds and they want to go ahead on and clean house. They want a clean house. They want to get rid of all the negativity that they've been harboring. If they've been alive for 40 years, 50, 60, 70, they want to make sure that they are confronting, dealing with all the things, all the baggages, all the stuff that they accumulated that was not good, right? In this life, we will accumulate negativity, negative energy, okay? We're going to be in that place of stagnation sometimes. We're going to pick up on other people's ways, habits, patterns, and we're going to have our own bad ways. So when you are transitioning from life to death, what you want to do is make sure that you become consciously aware of those things through your assessment, find out what's going on, and then you have to be ready to let it all go because you know that death is imminent, that death is coming. So you don't want to die. You don't want to transition from life to death with this negative baggage. You definitely don't want to die with this baggage. Yes, you want to remove all the negative baggages that you have acquired along your life. You want to let all those things go. You don't want to die with the hate, the regrets, the anger, the shame. You don't want to harbor those things up to the point of your departure. You don't want to hold on to those things. So detoxification is a spiritual detoxification. It's a emotional detox, detoxification. It's a mental detoxification and even a physical. Because some people say, well, if I'm going to die, why should I detox my body? Because if your body is contaminated with microbes and, and um, parasites and all that, that, you know, they, that will affect your mind. It will affect your emotions. So if you're trying to detox emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, it's also good to also detoxify the body. Okay. Now, does that mean it's going to cure you of the disease that's going to take your life? No, it's not. But it can put you in a much better state so you could deal with the emotions that you want to face. Okay. The type of energies that you want to release. You'll be in a better mental, emotional, and spiritual place to be able to detoxify yourself. And that's why it's important if you have a short time to live, all right, you're going to detoxify as much as you can. As much as you can. Detoxify is learning to let go. Again, the regrets, all the regrets, the the fears, the, the doubt, the worry, the insecurity, the rage, the anger, the guilt, the shame. We want to let all that go. You don't want to take that with you. You no longer need that because you're on your way out. You're leaving, right? Again, if you're not immediately going to die because you don't have a disease and you don't know your time of death, you want to practice that detoxification on a daily basis. Every day, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you release all the toxins, all the contaminants, all the pollutants, all the negativity that you acquired in the day. You want to make sure that you release it all because you don't want to walk around with them because when you go to sleep, you don't know if you're going to wake up the next day and you don't want to die with that type of baggage, right? Now, if death is imminent, you know you're going to die sooner than you know, You then 
you know sooner than you know you don't even know when you're gonna die right it's very important to engage in that detoxification process right now the purpose of that is for healing now just because your physical body is sick if you're you know in a state of of you have a terminal illness just because your body is dying doesn't mean that you don't have to heal your mind it doesn't mean that you don't have to heal your spirit because you still have to work on healing your mind and your spirit because once you transition you don't want to carry that baggage because remember it's emotional baggage it's mental baggage those things translate to energy because obviously you're not physically taking anything with you when you die you're leaving the car you're leaving the house you're leaving the money you're leaving you know everything physical behind but what you are taking with you you're taking the energy the energy all right and emotions are energy thoughts are energy so they're not going to be taken with you as a thought or as an emotion they're going to be taken with you as an energy signature and that's the reason why you need to focus on cleansing yourself detoxifying yourself you want to remove the negative energy that you accumulated or acquired throughout your life all that negativity you want to release it you want to let it go you want to let go of the fears the doubts the worry the pain the suffering you don't have to wait until you cross over to do that no you have to start releasing that now that is the preparation for death you're transitioning from life to death so you want to make sure that you release all those things okay and one of the ways that you also learn to release and let go is for you to confront your past problems okay especially when it comes to other people because we just talked about detoxifying basically saying that you're releasing everything that's internal everything that you've accumulated or acquired now when you have closure we're dealing with relationships all right this is not just about what you acquired but the interactions the connections and how you relate it to other people all right now this involves other people now sometimes you can go to this person and you can have closure because that person is alive that person is in the right state of mind they can communicate with you that person accessible or available to you you can definitely sit down with that person and have a talk and have that closure or you can talk to them on the phone or you could text them if if you can't talk the best thing to do is talk in person if you can if you can't then the telephone is perfectly fine okay any type of voice communication is perfectly fine because if you're dealing with text or a written note or a letter sometimes you may not be able to completely express yourself the way that you want to all right and there's a lot of emotions that you want to display that you can't when you're communicating non-verbally okay now sometimes it's not possible because this person may be dead deceased or that person may have moved or relocated and you can't find them anymore or that person may not even want to talk to you so in that case what you do is write a letter to that person expressing everything that you want to express you want to be able to put everything in that letter if you have any regrets if you have any sorrows you know you want to apologize to that person you want to let it go you had a secret that you were keeping that 
negatively impacted that person. So if you can get in touch with that person, write that letter and express everything that you want to express and release yourself and also release that other individual. Right, Because remember now, we all are interconnected. Whatever it is that you're experiencing is also affecting the other person. You just don't know it. Now, the person could be dead. They still may be connected to you on an energetic level, even though they're dead. Their energy, their spirit, because you're holding something that is drawing them to you. Okay, So that's why it's very important to release people as well as release yourself. Because you don't want to have that energetic attachment. You want to have that energetic connection with another soul because of a harm that you committed to them or some type of misunderstanding or some type of problem or conflict that you had with them. So it's very important to release yourself by having closure. Okay. Now, if it's possible, then you can have reconciliation. If it's someone that you can connect with, and establish a rapport or relationship with after you close that chapter. If you all can start a new chapter, then by all means do so. Even if you only have six months to live, even if you only have three months, even if you only have two days, if you're able to laugh and share a moment and just be happy just to be in that person's company, that is definitely something that is beautiful, okay? And people do have a lot of problems with family members. And a lot of these problems are not with strangers. It's with family members. So that closure that we need to have sometime is with people who we care about, people who we love, people in our families, our sisters, our brothers, our cousins, our husbands, our wives, people we have children with, people that we never wanted to deal with because of whatever pain or sorrow or difficulty. Now, sometimes it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault that this problem or conflict arise. But still, if you harbor any negativity towards that person, it's always good to release them. Now, if you don't want to talk to them, it's okay. You don't have to. Again, write that letter. After you write that letter, you can burn it. You can bury it. You can throw it in the garbage. If it's something in there you really don't want anybody to ever know, it's best that you burn it. Okay? You tear up the little pieces and flush it down the toilet. You know, some things you may not want people to know. So make sure that you don't just leave that letter sitting around for somebody else to have access to it all right so it's very important that we do that because if not you're not going to be able to release that energetic connection that you made you're not going to be able to have closure that's what closure is important it's not just for the other person but it's for you and through that closure what you're going to do you're going to practice forgiveness you're going to have to release the negative emotions that you were holding on to that's what forgiveness is all about. It's not just you forgiving the other person, but you're also forgiving yourself. It's very important that we learn to forgive ourselves. Learn to let it go. Okay, maybe you did certain things at a time in your life where you were young and naive and stupid and dumb and you just didn't know no better. Okay, maybe it was circumstances that made you or influenced you to do certain things. So now you have to learn to Release yourself from that burden, from that guilt, from that shame. Forgiveness. When you make closure, you also practice forgiveness. You also practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness, right? That is part of preparing for the transition from life to death. You have to be able to learn to have closure. If possible, reconciliation. If possible. If not, it's okay. 
But reconciliation is good because it's not just about you. You're leaving. Because remember now, you're, you're transitioning from life to death. Now, your loved one may need to have that connection with you again. They may need that memory where they did laugh with you again. They did smile. You all did share a moment. You don't want to leave them with the memory of just bad things happening. Negativity between you all. You know, even if it's just on the phone that you just can talk to them or you can FaceTime them, you're able to see their face and you're able to say, I love you. <clears throat> you're able to say, I'm sorry. You're able to apologize. You're able to ask for forgiveness. You're able to just connect with them. All right. If you're able to do that, it's wonderful. You're not just releasing yourself, but you're also releasing this other person, releasing them from the negative memories that they share. Now they just made a positive memory with you. All right. Now, the goal is that you want to gain understanding. OK, when you're transitioning from life to death, you want to understand what your life was all about. You want to understand what happened. And you can see the bigger picture. This is what's, what's going on. Once you do the life assessment, you're facing your reality. Once you do the detoxification, the cleansing, okay, the healing. Once you do the closure, the reconciliation, you get a better understanding. You get a better understanding of your life. Okay, you can actually see how everything came together. <clears throat> you can actually <clears throat> understand what actually happened and sometimes you can even see the theme of your life there's a theme to our lives and the theme is basically kind of reflective of what your purpose is you can see a theme that maybe you're a healer that you know you work to heal people maybe you are a teacher you came to teach people okay maybe you are a leader you provided guidance Maybe you were someone that was a nurturer. You, you, you're a, a person that provided emotional support for people. Okay? Now you could actually see the theme of your life. Or maybe there was a lot of suffering. Maybe you repeated a lot of mistakes. Basically the same type of mistakes. So in reviewing your life and talking to people and seeking healing and, you know, just having closure, you can really understand your life. Now if you're not immediately dying this just helps you better understand where you are and if it's where you want to go if it's the path that you want to continue but if you are going to die you have six months or less obviously it helps you understand your journey what happened what was the theme of my life okay predominantly what did you focus on what was your primary focus what was your priority what was the thing that really mattered to you in this life you're trying to get understanding and then you have a conclusion it's like oh this is what it is you know you get that understanding you're able to understand the bigger picture now everything makes sense why you met certain certain persons why you interact with certain people you know why you had that type of personality you know, why you had that type of mindset, that mentality, you know, why did you choose certain life circumstances? I mean, sometimes your life can make sense if you stop and you start analyzing everything that's going on. You kind of put the pieces together and you can see a theme, a pattern, all right, that basically kind of tells you what was the purpose of your life. And you can even see if you accomplished certain things. 
Yeah, you did it. I did this. My purpose was to come here and raise these children. I did it. My purpose here was to come and and, uh, transform this community. I did it. My purpose was to raise awareness of something. I did it. My purpose was to contribute to something. I did it. I gave something that made a difference in somebody's life, in the community, in my family, in the job. Okay, you can pretty much look at the theme of your life. You can see your accomplishments. Because a lot of times we tend to look at our flaws and our faults and our, you know, weakness and our vulnerabilities. And we look at all the things that we've done wrong. All right. But sometimes you have to see all the things you've done right. You know, that gives you great appreciation for yourself as an individual. It makes you like yourself better. You know, it makes you learn to understand who and what you are. You're not just this or you're not just that. You're a combination of things. All right. And then we have the opposite. Some people who hated themselves because they had a sense of inferiority complex because maybe they were raised in an environment where they were abused, they were traumatized, they were hurt, and they never really understood who and what they are. So by you trying to understand your life after you go through the healing, the cleansing, the, you know, the closure, you can pretty much see who you are. And you can see the greatness and all the wonderful things, the talents, the abilities that you had and all the wonderful things that you contributed. And all that will help you have self-love and self-acceptance. Yes, before you die transitioning from life to death it's important for you to achieve self-love and self-acceptance self-love and self-acceptance before you die that is the ultimate thing whether you're gonna live 30 years 40 50 60 100 at some point before your transition you have to achieve self-love and self-acceptance that's something that you have to That's something that you have to achieve. If you want to raise your frequency, you want to transcend, you want to go to the next level, you have to remove all self-hatred. Yes, that is the ultimate goal. You have to connect with your divine self. You have to be able to forgive yourself. You have to be able to forgive others. You have to be able to Transcend, rise above it all and be able to see your divine self. Yes, you made mistakes in this life. Yes, you probably said things and did things that you had no business doing. But when you are transitioning from life to death and you have that life review, you're facing your reality, you get understanding. Now you can learn to love yourself. It's important Learning to love yourself as you are. Once you forgive yourself and you forgive others and you see the purpose of your life, you see everything that happened or as much as you can see, you learn to love yourself. You learn to love yourself. You understand that you're not just this flesh. You understand that you're not just what happened to you. Okay, you're not what happened to you. Okay, you were molested as a child. That's not who you are. You were sexually abused. That's not who you are. You were taken advantage of. That's not who you are. You were exploited. That's not who you are. 
Maybe you one of these people who were the perpetrator. You were the abuser. You did that to somebody. Maybe you molested somebody. Maybe you killed somebody. Maybe you hurt somebody. You have to be able to forgive yourself and acknowledge everything that happened that led you to that point. And you have to be able to see how you were wrong. How what you did was not right. You got to understand your journey. You have to understand what contributed to you becoming who you became in this life. And you have to be able to understand that that's not who you are. That's what you did. It was wrong because you harm another human being. But you've got to be able to forgive yourself and you've got to understand and you have to be able to ask others for forgiveness because you did something that maybe you, that you felt like at the time that's what you had to do or maybe you weren't thinking at all. Okay? But at the same time you've got to take responsibility for your actions, your your behaviors, your thoughts. And you have to take responsibility. You got to be consciously aware that you were wrong and ask for forgiveness. Before you transition, ask for forgiveness. And if you're able, again, to have closure with these people, if you kill somebody, obviously, physically, they're not here. But you can just write them a letter because energetically, you attached to that person. You took their life. So energetically, you have to ask for forgiveness from that soul. You have to. If you are truly in recognition that what you did was wrong, if you stole for somebody, you sabotaged somebody, you hurt somebody, you destroyed somebody, you abused somebody, you exploited somebody, you got to forgive yourself and you have to ask for forgiveness. And you have to be able to release that. If not, your transition from life to death is not complete. It's not complete if you don't get to that point where you're able to practice self-love. And you can't get to that point of self-love if you're harboring guilt and shame and anger. You've got to release yourself from those things. Okay? So the ultimate goal is peace of mind. Before you transition to the next life, to the afterlife, you've got to try to achieve that peace of mind. That is the goal. You've got to try to have that peace of mind. It's not easy. It's not easy, especially if you did a lot of wrong, if you did a lot of painful things. All right. You have that on your conscience and you got to learn to process everything. Understand why you did it. Understand what influenced you. I mean, what was the situation and circumstances of your life? Once you're able to review all that and you're able to forgive yourself and ask others for forgiveness and release that, now you can obtain that peace of mind. That peace of mind. That is the ultimate thing. You want that peace of mind when you're releasing yourself from all those negativity. When you're in that place where you are at peace. What a place that is when you are at peace. When you know that you've done the best that you could do. When you know that you try to correct your wrongs. Try to make it right. You're able to learn. And that's when you're ready. Alright. And a lot of people cannot do this by themselves. All the things that I just talked about. A lot of people can't do it by themselves. They do need help. And a lot of people do 
seek help and they seek spiritual help, all right? Because there is a spiritual journey that you take before you transition from life to death, all right? And people will seek that journey before they die. Some people will seek the spiritual guidance. They will seek spiritual guidance because they know that the time is coming. They know the time is coming, so they'll seek spiritual guidance. Some people will will seek religious guidance. Some people will seek personal guidance because they can't do it by themselves. Maybe they don't know how to do all the things that I just spoke about. They don't know how to detox emotionally, mentally, spiritually. They don't know how to heal themselves, releasing all the negativity so they can have the healing process start in the mind, body, and soul. They don't know how to clear themselves, clear their energy, cleanse themselves. They don't know how to, you know, reconciliate. They don't know how to get closure. They don't know how to get understanding of life. They don't know how to forgive. They don't know how to let go. Now, if they don't know how to do that, they need to get spiritual guidance, religious guidance, or personal guidance to do that. Now, there are special people who are specialized in doing this, all right? They help people have closure. They help people transition from life to death. Now, some people will use rituals and special ceremonies in order to help people release themselves from these karmic debt or karmic ties. Energetic attachment. Some people are physically attached to this world. They cannot let go. They are attached. They like this life. You know, they don't want it to end. They like going to the movies. They like going to the clubs. They like having sex. They like smoking that cigar. They like having fun. They just connected to this life and they cannot let it go. Even though they know that they're dying, but they go into a deep depression because they are moaning. They are grieving the loss because they haven't lost it yet. But they know that once they transition from life to death, they won't ever be able to do those things anymore. They won't be able to eat that cheeseburger. They won't be able to listen to that music. They won't be able to go party. They just won't be able to see that beach anymore. So some people are not ready to transition from life to death because they are physically attached to this world. They are physically attached. They just love the physical sensations. They like being in a body, which is nothing wrong with that because that's why we're here. We're here to have this physical experience. We're here because we like being in the body, some of us. Not all of us. Some of us like being in the body. And some of us understand that the body is temporary and that we're not here to permanently attach ourselves to the body. Some of us can keep things in perspective. We understand that we are in transition, that we're not here to stay. Other people get here and they don't want to go. These are the people that fight and resist death. These are the people who are grouchy to the end. They're dying, but yet they're hateful. They're dying, they're mean, they're cruel. They're dying and they don't want to leave nothing for their family. They don't want to leave no money, no property. They act like they're going to take it with them. These are the people who are bitter and hateful to the end. Till the end. You can see them fighting death. They're fighting it. They're trying to stay here. They're trying to hold on to that last breath because they don't want to leave this planet. 
They are attached to the physical reality. They're attached to the materialism here, to the materialistic things. They're attached to the emotions on this planet. All right? So these people have a hard time making the transition from life to death. Really, they don't. These people have to detox after they die. So instead of them going straight to the spirit realm, they got to stay on the astral plane and detox for a minute. They got to learn to let go of the physical attachment. They can stay on the astral plane and do all that. They cannot venture out into the spiritual realm. Not yet. Because they're still physically attached. Now a lot of people who've done evil things. A lot of people have accumulated a lot of material wealth. You know they have a lot of power and control on this planet. They don't want to leave. That's the reason why they try to prolong their lives. You see these people try to prolong their life. They want to add, you know, mechanical devices in their bodies. They want to add different type of enhancements. These are the people that want to be, you know, frozen and, and thought out when we have the technology. They want to practice chronogenics. They want to be frozen and thought out in 200 years when there's a treatment because they want to come back. They want to go into a deep sleep, a deep coma, and they want to wake up and live again. These are the people who don't acknowledge that they have a spirit, that they're spiritual beings. These are the people who think they don't have a soul, that they think that they're just some type of organic thing that just so happened to live and that they have to keep the body alive. And as long as the body is alive and animated, they have life. They don't see themselves having a spirit or soul that goes on to the transition phase from the spirit realm, you know, to higher realms. From the physical to the spiritual, the higher realms. They don't see that. They just see themselves as an artificial intelligence, you know, sort of like they're a computer. This is how they view themselves. So these people don't want to leave the body. These are the people who are attached. All right. They are attached. So these people won't try to do anything to transition from life to death. These people hold on to the very end until they are forced to go. They don't want to go. Now, but we do have other people. The reason why they're so attached to the physical realm because they don't know there's a spiritual realm. They don't know that there's a life after this life. And once they become educated, once they become aware, that's when they go ahead and make the transition. Now, for some people... They do have their spirit guides come back and prepare them, you know, help them through the transition from life to death. Some people who, who have a death sentence, so to speak, they know they're going to die in a couple months because they do have a terminally ill disease. Sometimes these people will be visited by their deceased relatives. They will have their parents come and talk to them. They have their old friends or their spouse or their mate will come talk to them in dreams and visions and tell them that it's okay and prepare them let them know that they're getting ready to transition that they're going from physical reality to the spirit world preparing them and some of these people they begin to accept life after death because they have communication with people who are deceased people that they love all right and a lot of people who are working nurses and doctors they're working in hospice okay where we have terminally ill patients or they're working in hospitals where people you know just had a car accident or some type of accident or people just had a heart attack or stroke these people are dying okay they report that these people are talking to other people people that are not there they are saying things 
And some of these people will say that they just saw their mom who died. They saw their dad. They saw their husband. They saw their children. And they told them that they're getting ready to transition from life to death. They're getting ready to cross over. They told them that. So some of these people, maybe they didn't know anything about the afterlife. Maybe they were atheists. They didn't believe in God or creator. They didn't believe in reincarnate. They didn't believe in none of that. But because they had these spiritual experiences before death, before death, they had visits, they had communication with spirits and spirit guides or, you know, spirit of their deceased loved ones. Now they are convinced that it's time to go. Okay. Now, some of these people who go into a coma, all right, they go into a deep coma. These people sometimes go into a coma. They are transitioning from life to death. They're not quite ready to just go yet. So they go into a coma and they do all the things that we just talked about. They do the life review. They do the forgiveness. They do the healing. They do the self-love and self-acceptance. They do the let go. They do the closure. And sometimes they even do the reconciliation. Because some of these people who are in a coma, sometimes they do visit loved ones through their dreams and visions. They're able to influence them. They're able to talk to them. Some people feel the presence of their loved ones, even though they're in a coma. They could say, you know what? My husband came to visit me last night in a dream. He told me that, 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 that. My daughter talked to me. My son talked to me. My girlfriend, my boyfriend, my cousin. They came and talked to me. Wait a minute. They're in a coma. Yeah, but they came and talked to me. We have so many people who have had that type of experience. So that's to let you know that some people who are in a coma, they're making that transition from life to death. They're not quite ready to go yet. So they're in that transition phase, all right? They're in that transition phase. Now, time is really subjective. So some people, they can have a life review of their whole life in five minutes. Just before they die, they can go through all that stuff that we just talked about. Some people take six months to go through this. Some people take a couple years to go through this. And some people go through this on a daily basis. They transitioning from life to death every day that could be their last day. It's not because that they have anything that's going to kill them immediately that they're aware of in terms of sickness, but they know that every day can be their last day. So they always seem to be prepared to transition because they are doing these things in order for them to have a smooth transition. They're not taking anything negative to the next room because they're not harboring anything. So if you're cleansing yourself on a daily basis, you don't have to wait before you die to do it because you're doing it on a daily basis. If you're having closure with people, people that no longer serve you, they're no longer in your life, you do that on a daily basis, you don't have to worry about doing that before you die. If every day that you gain understanding of who you are, your life purpose, and you're doing it, you don't have to wait till you die to do that. All right. If you practicing self-love and self-acceptance, if you're able to forgive others, let go, then you don't have to do any of that. All right. But if you haven't been doing it, all right, and you have been given a death sentence or you just come to the realization, you know what? I need to prepare to transition from life to death because one day I will die. This inevitable. So you don't look at it as a negative thing. You're not going to wait until death comes for you to react. Or when you're given a death sentence for you to react, you're being what they call proactive. You're taking the initiative to live a good life, to live a healthy life, 
to live a life of love and peace. So you always prepared, you always ready. You always in that place of mind where you practice gratitude. I'm thankful for the life that I had. Or I have, I do have. And even though there may be some real crazy things happening in your life, you're still able to transcend and still practice gratitude and appreciation. Now again, some people have to go to spiritual practitioners to help them do this. And they do use, the spiritual practitioners use rituals, ceremonies to help people get closure, to help people learn how to heal, to help people learn to forgive themselves and others, okay, to be able to have closure. Sometimes they use meditation, they use yoga, relaxation techniques, breathing techniques to help people transcend the physical and get into the spiritual, okay, because ultimately we have to get back to the spirit, right? We have to get back to the spirit because we are spiritual beings. And a lot of people don't understand that. They get caught up in the physical reality. They get drawn into the physical reality. They literally forget who they are as spiritual beings. So they think really that they're here to be here forever. They think that this life is going to last forever. They don't really think about their own mortality. Okay, because the soul is so used to living forever that sometimes it's not even thinking about death because it knows that it's going to go on and on and on and on. Right? But if you are aware of death, it helps you learn to appreciate life. It helps you stay focused in this life. It helps you learn how to balance yourself. It helps you be in alignment with your purpose. Because every time you come here, you come here with the intention of having a certain life. Okay? You do have what we call a soul contract. Before you come to this planet, you have a soul contract. You agree that you're going to come here and you're going to have certain experiences. You're going to do certain things. You're going to have certain missions. You're going to be able to learn certain lessons. Those are the things that we do before we get here as souls. And then we have our soul tribe. You know, the people that we're going to choose to have this experience with. All right. So all these people are part of your life experience. These people who are your soul tribe, these people who are part of your journey, these are the people that you have a soul contract with. You have an agreement that we're going to come here and we're going to have this experience. We're going to have this experience. And at the end of the day, we are going to get something out of it. There's something to be learned out of all of that. Okay. Now, sometimes, you know, people may not believe this. They may not believe this. Some people may really think that they're just a human animal. They think that they're just a flesh, just tissues and, you know, organs and body parts. They don't understand they have a soul and they have a spirit. They don't understand that they're spiritual beings. Unfortunately, a lot of people think that way. And a lot of people act like animals. You know, they don't act like they have a conscious or they have a, a spiritual awareness, you know, of who and what they are. We do have people who are at that level. These people are at that, that basic level. Okay, they're on that physical level and they never transition. They never transcend and get to the higher planes. They just don't. 
right? It's okay. Not everybody's here to learn the same lessons. Not everybody's here to have the same experience. But if you consider yourself to be a spiritual being, that you have a soul, you have a spirit, you have a conscious, you know that there's more to this life than just the physical reality. That within this life, we're having a spiritual reality as well. Within this life, we're having a mental reality. Everything is mental. The universe is mental. We're having an emotional reality. We know that there's different components of life. And we do understand there's different components of death. Okay? We understand that as well. There's, there's spiritual death. There's some people are physically alive, but they're spiritually detached or spiritually disconnected. You know, emotional death. Some people are just phys- emotionally completely detached and numb so they've experienced emotional death okay mental death some people are just mentally in a fog they're mentally disconnected from the world they're living literally inside their head you know these people we can call them crazy they can have a psychosis they're totally out of touch with with reality so we know there's different components to death now physical death is the end that's it the physical body That's it. It's over. But a lot of people have been dead in other areas. They've been spiritually dead for a long time. They've been emotionally dead. Okay? Mentally dead. They've been completely dead. Before physical death come, they have experienced other types of death. Right? So we have a a lot of the living dead. So some people, they're just waiting for the physical death to occur. Because they have been dead on other areas. They've been dead. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Even social death. Some people are antisocial. They're not interacting and they're not connecting. They're not building healthy relationships. So they're socially dead. Some people just have been living a life of just deprivation. All right, They've just been deprived of life. They've been deprived of love, of health, success, prosperity, blessings. They've just been barely existing. They've been barely existing. All right. Now, some of these people are the ones that cry out for physical death. Now, before they physically die, they've been dead. They've been dead so long ago. And that's why you have a lot of people that want to commit suicide. They want to finally exit the physical body because they've been dead they've been dead for a long time they've been dead emotionally they've been dead sexually they've been dead mentally they've been dead in so many ways that they're just waiting for physical death to come some people even beg for physical death some people are reckless because they're suicidal they try and die physically because they are dead in so many other areas. So there's different components to death. There's different types of death. And sometimes, you know, people go through the different components of death before their before their physical death. All right? So, and making the transition from life to death, we just have to practice mindfulness. Again, practice mindfulness. Be aware. Be consciously aware of the life that we live what it is that we're here to do, what type of experiences that we want to have, how we want to interact with other people, what type of legacy do we want to leave behind, 
When you die, what do you want people to remember you by? Do you want people to remember that you were the hell raiser? That you were the troublemaker? That you were the killer? The rapist? The colonizer? The person that went around and victimized people? Destroyed people? You were the hater? The people that just hate people? You were just angry all the time? What do you want to leave as your legacy when you leave this planet? What is your print? What is your life print? Sort of like you leaving your footprint or your fingerprint. You're leaving your energy behind here. You know, you, you're influencing people. You're affecting people with your energy. All right. Now you want to know what type of legacy are you leaving? Now, when you die physically, are people going to rejoice that you're dead? Are people going to be happy that you're gone? Now, that is the, the way that we determine how we live our lives. Are people going to be happy that you're gone because you have hurt so many people? You have destroyed so many people. You have caused so much chaos and confusion. Are people praying for you to die? Now, this is how you see the value of your life when other people, because you did them wrong. Now, the people are going to hate you for no reason sometimes. People are going to wish you evil for no reason. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who have deliberately, intentionally harmed other people. And other people will rejoice and celebrate when they die. Now that is a life of shame when people are happy that you're dead because now they can be safe. They can be free. They don't have to suffer anymore. When you have been a menace to society, that is a waste of life. When you have used the life that was given to you to destroy, to damage, to harm, and to hurt people, and they're praying for your death, they celebrate when you die, that's a tragedy, a tragic life. That is a tragic life. Please make sure that you're not living like that because you have been an instrument of destruction in this life. If you are living like this where people are praying for you to die and people rejoice when you die, all right? Now you're going to have to find a way to kind of deal with this. If you are in that state where people hate you so much because you're evil and you're doing evil things, then you're definitely going to pay for that. You're going to have karmic debt. You're going to have to come back and do this again and get it right. You're going to have to go to that place, that place of that lower vibratory place, that lower level. You're going to be stuck on that astral plane, reviewing your life to see why you chose to be so evil, why you chose to be so destructive and chaotic. Okay, you're going to have to stay on that astral level, that lower level. And you're going to have to learn that lesson before you can come back and do it again. Right? So transitioning from life to death is definitely an option that we have. We don't have to wait until death come knocking on our door for us to be ready. We could always be ready. Not waiting for death, but enjoying life and just being consciously aware that that life is to be lived in a positive way. Thank you.